Hello, everyone. Today's podcast, I'm going to be talking about surrendering your life to Christ and really, you know, surrendering to the point where there is no going back. And so I want to start off by reading a scripture out of John chapter six. Um, you know, in this chapter, he's talking about how he's, he is the bread that came down from heaven. And he says in verse 54, he who feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. And so obviously he's revealing some deep truths and obviously it offended a bunch of the religious people. And so it's the same today. Any powerful doctrine, you're going to have religious people that are offended that don't like it. And, um, you know, and a lot of people left, they said, this is a very hard message. How can we, how can we listen to this? And he said, oh, is this a stumbling block and an offense to you? And then it says in verse 66, it says, after this, many of his disciples drew back and returned to their old associations and they no longer accompanied Jesus. And Jesus turned to the 12 and he said, will you also Will you also turn back and go away from me? And Simon Peter answered, and I love his answer. He said, Lord, to whom shall we go? For you alone hold the words of life. For you alone hold the words of life. Peter was basically saying, no, how could we turn back? Yeah, maybe what you're saying is hard to understand. Maybe what you're saying, maybe they were even offended deep down, but they were to a point in their walk with Christ where they were like, there is no turning back. To where else would we go? To where else? To who else could we go? For you alone hold the words of eternal life. And so, you know, it's so important that each and every one of us get to that place in our walk with Christ, where it's like, the, it, even if you wanted to turn back, even if you wanted to go back to your old life, that it's not even possible. You know, I know for me personally, like I've surrendered my, my life to a point that it's like, even if I wanted to quit now and turn back, it's not even possible. It, like I can't, there is nothing for me to go back to. I've laid down my life to a degree that's like, to who else would I go? No matter what comes, no matter of anything, there is no turning back. I've, have you come to that point, you know, where you've surrendered your life to the point that's like, I've cut ties with everything in, in my past, everything of my natural life, I've laid it all down. There is no taking back up the old life. There is no drawing back. It's not even an option because I have surrendered my life to a point that's like, no matter what, no matter what, I'm going to continue to serve you. And so, you know, I love this quote by um, by Bishop Oyedepo, um, or it's really, it's something that he talks about in one of his books is, is really getting to a point where it's like, God, if you never did another thing for me, I would still serve you. I would still worship you. Why? Because it's like, you understand that man, God, you have done for me what no one in this world was ever able to do for me. The way that you freed me, the way that you've forgiven me, the way that you've changed my life, it is beyond, it's like if God never did one more thing for me, I still, I understand that I owe him my life. God doesn't owe me anything. You know, understand that. And it's, it's crazy how, you know, people can so easily, you know, get offended. They leave church. Um, you know, they stop serving the Lord and it's really just a lack of understanding. The more you understand all Christ has done for you and what God has done for you, it's like, shoot, man, God, I owe you my life. I owe you everything that I am. I owe you 
everything to serve you no matter what. God, that if you never did another thing for me, I would still serve you. I would still be in church every Sunday morning. I would still worship you, Lord. Because it gets to that point where you understand that it's like, God, my life is yours, that you've laid down your life to the point where it's like, it doesn't matter what comes. There is no possible way that you would draw back. And so, you know, really when I think about all of this, thinking about surrendering your life to Christ and getting to that point, I really, I always think of Philippians chapter three, you know, and this is an incredible chapter. And so I would encourage you to go and read it and study it and let this become real to you. Let this be, you know, this is the apostle Paul, you know, he's saying something very personal, but God can take each and every one of us to this place personally. And you know, what I'm talking about is something that only comes like in your personal time, in your personal prayer closet, seeking the face of God. You know, the Holy Ghost is the only one that can get a person, you know, to get to this point, to surrender their everything to Christ. And so I love this verse in Philippians 3, 3, Paul is saying how he puts no confidence in what he is in the flesh. He's like, I put no confidence in the flesh. All of his confidence was rooted in in Christ and what Christ has done for him. And so, you know, I love this other quote too by Bishop Oyedepo. He says, if God can't give it to me, may I never have it. If God can't take me there, I don't want to go. And if God can't do it for me, let it remain undone. And really, you know, what that, what that means is I put no confidence in the flesh. If I got to do it in my fleshly strength, if I got to do it for myself, I don't even want it. All I want is what God does for me. All I want is where God's taking me. And so, you know, really getting to that point where it's like, I don't put any confidence in who I am and what I've done, but all my confidence is in God. All my confidence is in Christ and what he's done for me. And so, you know, he says in verse seven, whatever former things that I, that might've been gained to me, I've come to consider them all one combined loss for Christ's sake. That's, that's pretty deep. He says, all the former things that were gains to me, when I had, when he said, when I had my encounter with Christ, everything else that I thought was so great has basically become one big loss to me because of the way that he saw Christ. He saw the glory of God to the point that it was like, everything else is garbage to me. And he says, he says, I count everything as lost compared to the possession of knowing Christ, of knowing Christ. And he says, for his sake, I have lost everything, but I consider it all garbage in order that I might gain Christ. And so, you know, I remember when that scripture became so real, to me. It says, for his sake, I have lost everything. And so that sounds pretty intense. Like you've lost everything. But when you understand that when you get a glimpse of Christ, giving up everything is very easy because in comparison, in comparison to the goodness and glory of Christ, everything else is like total garbage, total garbage compared to knowing Christ. And so, you know, obviously Paul had gotten to this point. He said, for his sake, I've lost everything, but I consider it all garbage that I might gain Christ. And so when you've lost everything, there is no going back to it. When you've laid down everything to the feet of Jesus, there literally is no going back to the old life. There's no picking up the old way of life. It's like I've surrendered it all at the feet of Jesus because I've had a glimpse. I've had a glimpse of the glory of God. I've had a glimpse of the goodness of the good life that Jesus offers us. And understand that when you lay down your natural life, 
You pick up something else in its place. You reap the eternal, supernatural, God kind of life. I've laid down my natural life and I've reaped the life of God. I've reaped a supernatural life. I've reaped a life that is billions and billions of times better than the life that I laid down. So understand that, yeah, it could cost you everything to serve Christ, and, and maybe it will, but he's, Jesus himself said, whatever you give up for me and for the sake of the gospel, you will receive back in this lifetime 100, 100 times as much now and in this life, you will receive back. So understand that the Christian life, yeah, you're laying everything down for Christ. You're laying everything down. You're surrendering everything to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. But when you do that, you better believe, you better believe that you are going to reap. You're going to reap the life of God. You're going to reap a life that's way better than the life that you laid down. And so that's what Christianity is. That's why it's like when you hear people talk about how, you know, everything they've given up to serve the Lord, it's like, really, it, that's, that is true. But it's like, that's a lack of understanding to just say that you've given up so much and received back nothing. You know, to truly understand what that means is I've given up everything and what I've received in its place is, is to know Christ, which is far greater, far greater. It's, it's supremely, uh, it's a supreme advantage and a priceless privilege just to know Christ, just to know him and everything he's given me, the life that he's given me can't even compare with the life that I've given up. And so, you know, obviously now the apostle Paul, he talks about this and, um, he goes on to talk about how this is what has caused him to press on in his race. It's like when you get to this point, you know, he says in verse 12, not that I've yet attained this or been made perfect, but I press on. I press on to lay hold of that for which Christ has laid a hold of me. And I focus all my energy on this one thing, forgetting what lies behind, straining forward to what lies ahead, forgetting what lies behind, forgetting your past sin, forgetting your past mistakes, forgetting who you were last year, forgetting everything of the past. And I'm focusing all my energy on what lies ahead. And even forgetting past successes. Cause I mean, a lot of times people, they are so focused on that one time they did something great for the Lord. And it's like, but really Paul is saying here, I press on and I look forward. I'm looking forward. I'm not worried about anything that's happened before today. And you know, the only reason that you need to bring up anything from the past is to glorify Christ if it's a testimony. But really other than that, forgetting the past whatever's happened before today, I'm forgetting it and I'm pressing on. I'm pressing on. I'm pressing on to lay hold of that for which Christ laid a hold of me. I'm pressing on to know him more. I'm pressing on to be molded more and more into his image. I'm pressing on to, to, to fulfill that which he's called me to. I'm pressing on to fulfill the heavenly vision. I am pressing on. And so then he goes on to say in verse 16, he says, and let us hold true to what we have already attained. So whatever God's done in my life, man, I'm going to hang on to it. I'm not going to go backwards. He says, hold on, hold on to the progress that you've made. What has God done in your life? Has God set you free in a certain area? Has God taken you to a certain point, you know, spiritually? Has God given you revelation of his word? He says, hold on to that which you've already attained and then also continue to press forward. Don't lose sight of the things that God has done for you. Don't lose sight of, of what God has already given you. Don't lose sight of the revelation that you've already had. 
God, you know, continue to do the word. The Bible says that we must be doers of the word. So it's like, you know, whatever God's already done in my life, whatever God has already shown me and given me, I'm going to hold on to what he's done in my life. I'm not going to let it slip away from me. I'm not again going to be entangled into a yoke of bondage, but I'm going to continually press on. I'm going to continually press on because there is no going back. There is no going back. I've laid down my old life. I've laid down everything. And you know, the Bible says that any person that puts his hand to the plow and then looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. So that's why it's so important. We're not looking back. There is no going back to the old life. There is no getting, stop going to church. There is, there is nothing that can stop me from pressing on towards knowing Christ more. And when you get to that point, every single Christian has to get to that point where you realize there is absolutely nothing that's going to stop me. There's nothing that's going to make me turn back. And that's why you really have to press in for these things in the word to become so real to, to each person individually, because it's like, you know, even you see people that they come to church for a while and God does great things in their life. And then all of a sudden, you know, they're not in church anymore or they're not serving the Lord anymore. And it, and it really goes to show, it's just like, you know, why are you serving the Lord? If someone, if someone or something offending you can get you out of God's house, it's because that person has lost sight of what God has done in their life. Because it's like, I know for me, it's so real to me what God has done in my life and the way that he has set me free, the way that he's forgiven me of my sin. Like there ain't nothing and nobody that's gonna keep me from God's house. There ain't nothing and nobody that's gonna cause me to stop serving the Lord. Because it's like, even if God never did another thing for me, even if everybody at the church made me offended, I'm still gonna praise God. I'm still gonna worship. God. I'm still going to serve the Lord because I know what God's done for me. And so it's like when your relationship with God is based on that, that's what's going to cause you to continue to press on. It's like, you know, these disciples, even the scripture I read in the beginning, they were maybe, maybe on the surface, they were offended at what Jesus said because they didn't understand. But instead of letting that, uh, many of the people drew back at that point. Many people left because they were offended. But these disciples had an understanding that we may not understand fully what you're saying, but we are not going to draw back. We're not going to draw back because we know that you alone hold the words of eternal life. We know that you alone have done for us what no one else has ever been able to do for us. We know for a fact that you've made us feel like no one else has ever made us feel. So because of that, we're not going to draw back. We're not going to go back to the old life. We're not just going to, we're not just going to get offended and leave, you know, but really when you have that, that understanding of what Christ has done for you, man, it's like, nothing's going to stop me from serving the Lord. When you understand even just what he did for you in salvation. And it's like, God will do amazing things in your life, but it's like, it's only when you're, you get to that point where you trust him. Because, you know, there's even that scripture in Deuteronomy. It says, be careful once you've built five homes for yourself and God has blessed you. Be careful that you don't forget the Lord your God, that he's the one that's given you power to create wealth. It's so important that when God you know, when God blesses you, he that says, don't forget, don't forget that it's God who has gotten you to the place where you are. And when, and when people forget what God's done in their life and they just think whatever, you know, then it's like they get offended at the smallest thing and they draw back, they stop serving the Lord. Or, you know, even we've talked about a lot on my podcast about vision and like you receive that heavenly vision from the Lord 
And, and, you know, maybe things don't play out exactly the way that you thought it was going to play out. Maybe things don't happen on the timeline that you thought that they were going to happen. And many people, when things don't play out like they, they thought it was going to play out, they get offended at God. They get offended at the church. They get offended at people. But what you have to understand is really whenever you have to just get to that point where it's like, no matter what, no matter what, God, I'm still going to serve you. If you never did another thing for me, what you've already done for me to save me, to forgive my sins, to set me free, what you've already done for me is enough that I owe you my life. I owe you my everything. And for that, I'm never going to quit. I'm never going to draw back. And so, you know, that for every Christian, that has to become so real. That's why it's like, even with faith, obviously I've been talking about ingredients for faith. You know, many times people will they'll try to believe God for something and maybe it doesn't happen exactly the way they thought it was going to happen or you know whatever the reason that it doesn't happen or whatever the reason that you may be disappointed or discouraged you have to get to a point where it's like I'm not serving God based on these things that happen I'm serving God based on the fact that he saved me he redeemed me and when you when your heart is right before God like that and you don't allow that kind of you know pride to, to creep in when you keep your heart humble before the Lord that's going to cause you that it's like man whatever happens what is the correct response we press on What's the correct, no matter what happens, the correct response is to not quit because the devil, that's his whole thing with everything. He wants you to get out of church and to quit. He wants you to quit. He wants you to be isolated from the church and, and to draw back ultimately. And so when you understand that, understand and make up your mind that there, just make up your mind now. There is nothing that's going to come. There's nothing in my life. There's nothing that anyone can do to me. There's nothing that anyone can say about me that's going to cause me to quit. That's going to cause me to, to stop going to church. It's going to cause me to stop serving the Lord. And we can be like these disciples and say, Lord, for where else would we go? For you alone hold the words of eternal life. Hey guys, this is Victoria. I just want to say thank you so much for listening and make sure that you subscribe, share it with a friend, share it on Instagram. Let me know that you're listening and I pray that these podcasts will continue to be a blessing to you.